Yep. Oh. We're off. Okay. We're off. Are you nervous? No. Or you feel I, I, good? Question, I said, th- I had this question three times today. Am I nervous? I said to Beth when I was sitting there eating dinner, I was like, well, I keep saying no, but I'm not sure if I should be. So maybe. <laughs> skeptical. No, I don't think skeptical. you should be. We're going to start with some quick fire questions to get you into it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Game right. show start. <laughs> Lightning round. A lightning round. Okay, <laughs> ready? And it's quick, so don't dilly-dally. Buzz, buzzwords. Yeah. Protein shake or protein bar? Bar. Pre-workout or monster? Pre-workout. Favourite exercise? Hit thrust. Least favourite exercise? Squats. Favourite meal? Pizza. <laughs> favourite protein sauce? Chicken. Favorite client. Oh, <laughs> Beth. Can't be Beth. Can't be Beth. Jazzy T. She's my transformation yeah. today. Least favorite client. Tam. <laughs> <laughs> favorite gym to train in ever. Uh, favorite gym ever. Three, we'll go ultraflex. I don't know. <laughs> uh, your favorite body part of yours? <laughs> of mine. <laughs> mine. Yeah, not mine. Quads. Least favorite body part? Chest. If you weren't a coach, what would you be? HR. That's easy, <laughs> isn't it? That's it. Done. Do you feel warmed up? I'm. I am warm. I'm sweating. You know, you make everybody else go on the treadmill, the cycle. This was yeah. your warm up. I'm loving this quick fire round, though. That's getting added in. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, we so move on. Genius. Okay, so. All right. It was James's idea. Um, <laughs> so we're going to do a bit of introductions to the class. Bit of introductory questions for some people that might not know, haven't heard you yakking on. Or didn't listen to your podcast that we listened to for six right. weeks of traveling. Go on. Um, so for newer clients, people who may not know, what started slash sparked your interest in the fitness industry? Uh, being a fat kid and wanting to be better at football. If you're looking for a short term answer, like longer term, probably struggling with weight management, being the butt of the jokes of being overweight to then getting skinny from basically saving extra money on food. So I've got extra pocket money uh, to then realizing that I'd kind of gone from fat to skinny and still wasn't very good at sport as much as like my, my, my mentality, probably, probably the spark. Hmm. And then, so going on from that, would you say that is then your, your biggest drive or your biggest motivator for your coaching? Or what was your biggest drive or your motivator for coaching? Well, I don't think I had a motivator for coaching. Like my friends just asked me to help. I did my PT qualification as a as a proper magazine story where I was at a fitness expo and the leaflet was upside down and it didn't have any details on it. So I turned it over and it was a PT course. And I put it in my bag and then I got dumped. So I decided to do my PT course for something to do. Um, and then once I passed, some of my friends started... So in terms of motivation to start, boredom. Um, but then very, very, very quickly, once I started the job, that would obviously be a very different answer. 
Okay, well then let's go into that. What what since you started the job, what is your favorite part about being a coach? What drives you to keep doing it? Because you're obviously you must enjoy it if you're doing it right now. Yeah, it's I without an ego, I help people change their lives. Like there's nothing more inspiring. Like whether you're a mortgage advisor who gets someone their first dream home or a driving instructor to get someone their first car, doing a job where every day I <laughs> mostly have a positive impact on someone's life in the long run means that it's probably the most fulfilling job in the world because I also get to do the the good cop bad cop where sometimes I'm a bit harsh or I give people I say things that people don't want to hear but there's always a reason to say that like I think there's so many people that have struggled myself included when I was younger and there's so many people here that have been so successful in so many walks of life whether that's through their career or relationships or whatever. So then when it comes to health and fitness and it being such a minefield, some people just need a bit of a kick up the arse, whereas some people need education. And I think the fact that actually, regardless of whether I call you an idiot for doing something wrong or whether I give you a pat on the back and hype you up for a PB, regardless of what I do at the end of the week, the month, the year or whatever, the period or the phase, I am leaving people better than when I found them in terms of this part. And I think it also, tra- for so many people, it probably translates into other parts of their life as well. Mm. So talking about your own struggles there, um, what would you say you struggle with the most in terms of fitness and how do you overcome it? Struggle or struggled? What do you struggle with now? Ooh. And how do you overcome it now? What are your struggles Biggest struggle in fitness. Well, I don't know what Beth's going to say because she's getting chirpy beside me. What would you say? I know what I'm going to say. What would you say? Fitness. Yeah. Oh, don't want it. They haven't got enough time for struggles elsewhere. Uh, well, I was say your... <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Body confidence. My biggest struggle is my body confidence. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. I worry about not looking the part. I worry about not being the Instagram influencer. I worry about putting a bit of weight on over Christmas because I look like a fraud. I worry about going on holiday and not having a six pack because then I feel a little bit fat and I feel like an imposter. How do I overcome that? Discipline. That don't, is the allow, question. Don't, don't allow myself. Don't allow, be disciplined to do what I said I was going to do, which is what I say to you all. Mm-hmm. Be disciplined to be the person that I want to portray through behavior, whether I look like someone that's just always stepped off stage or not. Um, be disciplined to make sure that 95% of the time I'm taking actions that improve my the way I feel, which will also impact the way I look. There's not many times I'll make a decision that will take me the wrong way in terms of my health or fitness. In other things, I lack that discipline for sure. Um, but not in terms of that health and fitness. So that's probably how discipline. And I don't know if it's easier or harder, but there's what, 13 people in this call that not necessarily are looking for inspiration as such, but if I'm asking you to do things that I want you to do, then I need to do that as well. So, mm. but I, do so I overcome you, it? Do you, ever feel, do you ever feel the need to be perfect <clears throat> all the time? Probably not perfect, I've pro- but only through coaching have I learned that because I always mm. preach it. But I would say that 
if I didn't hit, if I don't do the things that I said I'll do, so that being steps, cardio, training, controlling nutrition reasonably, and I don't just mean cutting for a photo shoot. I mean, if I'm not doing the things that I preach and live by, then I, yeah, I get massively into my head and I, I feel like I'm not only letting myself down, but I'm letting others down as well, for sure. Hmm. So then what what now? So saying, given that you saying that, you know, you've had this fat kid thing and then went on to be a skinny kid, what what is your relationship with food like? Do you still struggle with with your relationship with food? Do you ever, you know, is is it something that's still present in your life now? I would say I have an okay relationship with food. It's ever present because I suppose my relationship with food has changed from where I would restrict my food massively to to lose fat to then getting skinny and binging for enjoyment of food. Whereas now my relationship probably is more of an ever present in the terms of I do see food 95% of the time as fuel, which then stops me from binging and restricting. But the therefore that means I'm always conscious of what I eat. So I don't eat intuitively. I probably could, but that lack of control would scare me into the fact that I could potentially go back to those old ways or gain weight or eating intuitively for me is is a relinquish of control, which for anyone on this call or sitting around me knows that regardless of what that's about, that's not my game. Like I need control at all times. So I'd say it's probably for most people... I'd say I probably still have a semi-negative relationship with food in the fact that I feel like I have to control it so much. I don't think that's a detriment to my life because it does mean that I'm in control. It does mean I achieve my goals, which inherently make me feel better. Mm-hmm. It does mean that I'm not very good at switching off for longer than a day or two in terms of nutrition or training. Yeah. So around this, there was a client question of do you miss anything from your old life when you were bigger which I think you is probably no but I don't know you might say differently no I don't I don't think anyone looks back in a in a back to their life where they're in a worse situation and miss anything like I was less fit I probably (laughs) probably enjoyed a packet of crisps or two definitely two after school every day but then I think why yeah no 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 um okay so we're going to talk about your support network now Ooh, interesting. um this is another client question starting off so it was was being a pt you are the ear to so many people's worries and problems how do you process this to prevent taking this on to a point where it impacts your personal life <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, I don't want this to sound the worst way possible. I'm probably one of the people, the best people that you'll know, whether you know it or not, about compartmentalizing. Nothing bugs me more than, sorry, Beth. Nothing bugs me more than Beth coming home and talking about work. I'm not interested. That's work. Leave it at the door. So <laughs> I'm here for, I'm, and, and unfortunately, and I've, I've spoken about this a lot with people, even over the last week, and, and even with Jazz in our session, I was talking about it. I am black and white. There is sometimes I think people think I'm saying this to act the tough guy or like I don't have feelings. I don't have but it's very black and white. I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm angry. I'm not like there's none of that. There's nothing that carries over. So I'll come home 
and let's say I've had seven or eight sessions and I've had a really negative day in the fact that say seven or eight clients are really negative headspaces they're really moaning because I'm objective and, and a logical thinker my thought process is more about how can I help them but I'm not taking their struggles on to give it to Beth my struggles are my struggles they're like if I've got all of you in a call and you're all like I'm feeling this way I'm feeling that way I'm thinking okay so I'm doing something wrong on a career side so what do I do? Mm. How do I improve my work to help you guys individually in your own equal things? I know that could be relationship problems and I'm not a, a guru or, or that's not my job. But how can I make this side easier to make your lives easier? Not, not oh my God, Emma said this, James said this, this. So how do I process it? Well, I leave the session. I walk out the gym, basically. Mm. Or, the, or the check-in, say, wh- wherever I've received that. So that's probably not a very helpful answer. I guess I was probably the way I was raised. Feelings weren't really a thing. So now it's just kind of natural. Don't really have to worry about it. So then, so so, how do you get your support then? Obviously, you've said you, you're black and white with things and you go home, you leave it at the door. But when you need it, how do you get your support? Where do you get it from? Because there must be times when you do need it. Um. Well, the only person would be Beth, like, if I'm honest. Like, mm. I probably talk to you guys a lot as well. Like, so even if I'm talking about things, like you guys, in particularly in PT sessions when we're chit-chatting in rest times and stuff, you guys are probably a huge part of my support system, actually, which is why I often am very transparent about if I've got any struggles in the Facebook group. But I suppose the buck does stop with Beth, like, all the time. She might argue this. I process an awful lot by myself. So quite often I'll say something and what I'm really looking for is, yeah, you're right or no, you're being a dick. It's not really looking for answers. It's not really looking for a cuddle as such, except if I'm sad. And then that's very simple because I walk up to the bed and I go, I'm sad. And then we have a cuddle. And then about three minutes later, I'm like, get off me. I'm done. True story. True, True story. That is me. It's very... I'm very donkey from Shrek. I like that boulder. It's a nice, but like, there's not. When I had support before, I had a counsellor in lockdown, which was, she taught me a lot about mm-hmm. why I am the way I am, which allows me to process things, I think, particularly well by myself. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Because <clears throat> I think you do. Can you hear that? Can you hear Beth? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I think, although. Not that you don't like to admit it. Sometimes you do overthink some things, but that's, oh, 100%. Because, but that's because you're wanting the best for yourself and everyone else. Um, and then it comes out of like, blah, 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 and then it's like, okay, I'm done now. And then yeah. I'm a talker. So I try and talk it out. And you're like, no, I'm actually a fine. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, sure, I definitely overthink things. I probably, that's probably my biggest thing. And, but weirdly that always revolves around business because and I, when I say business, I mean business. I don't mean clients, yeah. the guys that I'm talking to. I mean like, it's often around new business or people leaving because I just, it's always the beginning of the end and my business is going to crumble. I'm going back to HR. That still sits in my head a lot, but then that will last 10 minutes and I'll be like, you're being utterly ridiculous. And then, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Back to yours. <laughs> yeah. Coming back to Emma to sit next to you, mate. Gorgeous. There is a free desk next to me. Oh, so, <laughs> um, so saying that, so you've had counselling, you've yeah. had that. Not a lot of people obviously take that step and that is a big step to take for a lot of people. So what do you think was the biggest, if, like, I mean, if you don't mind sharing, obviously, but the biggest thing that you uncovered in that 
um what did it do for you because there might be people here that are considering doing it or need that extra help you know we're all here for this like community vibe and to seek help from others so I think for me I had a really good experience with my counsellor I know a lot of people have had counselling and don't have a good experience and again I spoke about this literally today my counsellor never told me anything she just asked me things and it comes to a lot of realisations by myself and again I think we are all very different sat in this room and this is not to be cliche but I don't think enough of us understand why we are the way we are so like I'll give you obviously 90% of people in this group would know that I don't talk to my mum Mm. I'll give you so like and it links to the question that I just answered where she where my counsellor was talking to me about feelings one of the main reasons I went to counselling is because I didn't open up about my feelings I wouldn't admit that I was sad or angry or let down and then never physically aggressively but I'd just lose my rag and that, that'd be it the world would be ending and I'd be fuming and I'd want to headbutt a wall basically like but really over minor things so that was where I was at so it was kind of about that and then going to counseling and she would ask questions she obviously they she brought up my past and she was like you know she'd ask about my mum and like we end up speaking about the time where she wouldn't pick me up from the embankment because I had my bike even though I had a broken ankle so I had to ride back from the embankment to the Orton Centre on my bike with a broken ankle she sent me to school the next day and then when the teacher sent me home that's when she took me to hospital and I know that sounds really off topic but actually what it was it was it was a lesson that I'd stopped talking to people about things that I was struggling with or hurting me because no one took me seriously when I was younger so the although that's an example, the answer is I was holding those feelings, which is the is the reason I went, because I didn't trust people to trust my feelings. They didn't look after yeah. me, so therefore I wouldn't share them. But then what that's actually allowed me to do is actually that was a mum problem. If I tell Beth how I feel or I tell you guys how I feel, you are not necessarily going to treat me the same. Yeah. If you do that, then I won't tell you. But actually, that's not your problem. It's not my problem that I had that relationship. So I think mm. learning about the way, learning about the way that you are and why is empowering to controlling those behaviours that you think are just the way you are. Actually, they're not. They're, yeah. they're, they've created a a product of the situation you've been in. And that isn't fair to put that on others who haven't put you in that situation. Yeah, no, definitely. There's probably a lot of people in this group as well that have similar situations to that I know sometimes I'm like everyone some people say to me that I'm just very harsh and to the point but I think that's just from how I grew up and Mm -hmm. like sometimes I'm like I don't know why the way that I am but then you think about it and you see things so they're probably very relatable isn't it but did you ever have any support system like so when you were fat as a kid Don't wait, laughing, James. Funny. Just as she said, when she gets straight to the point, yeah. When you're a fat kid, go on. Yeah. Did I have a support system? Yeah. So, yeah. Did was your so when you when when or when when you were fat? Did your mum support you in trying to lose the weight? Did you ever have like? Do you have siblings? I don't actually know. Yeah, I've got. So I've got. <laughs> I've got a fat brother. If that helps, if we're using that word and throwing it about. Um, you said my mo- it. My mum <laughs> was all... So the story behind that is my mum was always overweight. So my mum was the lighter life girl, the slimming world woman, the Cambridge diet woman, gastric bypass and managed to get fat again, which is quite impressive. Um, mm. So I remember this story and I don't know how old I was. I must have been 
between 10 and 14. I can't remember exactly when. And I remember she told me in that age that if I lost a certain amount of weight, she would give she'd give me money to basically go and spend on clothes. Right. That was that was the thing. Um, And she changed all my food and she changed everything. And she was like this. And she sent me to preschool clubs, like fitness classes. So this is prime. Yeah, I must I must have been nine or ten, not 14. because It was primary school. And I think I left primary school when I was 11. Um, She never paid up, by the way just so you know. Um, and I did lose that weight. Um, and then, yeah, I remember crying and being awfully embarrassed and ashamed that I didn't want to get up extra early to go and run around a sports hall, basically, before school. Um, did I get support? Yeah, I probably got encouragement, but probably more like a negative motivator. It was coming from the mm. fact that I needed to exercise and eat better because I was fat or overweight and I was starting to be the butt of the jokes. Mm. But probably... Well, no, not probably, but really that actually came from the influence that I had of my mum, like literally being morbidly obese. My dad, my dad's overweight, but he's active. Like my, my dad is typical dad of that age and it's not an excuse, but you know, you probably won't walk, you won't walk past him in the street and think, oh my God, like look at, but you'd probably, if he took his top off at the beach, you think, you know, probably needs to lose a little bit of timber. Um, and then my brother was the same. So probably from the same influence, um, did I have a support system? Probably not. Did I have someone that tried to motivate me to be in, to lose fat? Yes. Was it a positive experience? No. Mm. Do you think that the fact, do you ever get those same feelings of embarrassment now? Or is that something that's totally dead, that's gone? Of of myself? Mm, yeah. Not embarrassment. Did they ever I... creep back in? No, because I'm far more critical than anyone else could be. Probably for the same reason, but I'm so mm. critical of myself. I can I would never be embarrassed because if I thought I was going to be embarrassed, I wouldn't put myself in that situation. And yeah, that mm-hmm. does mean if I feel like I don't know, I'm not in the best shape, whatever, then I will I will miss a social event with no problems. I won't take my top off at the beach or like I'll just not have that. So I don't think I'd ever get embarrassed, but I know when I know when I'm uncomfortable, whilst other everyone else would be like, there's nothing wrong with you. That yeah. shortcoming in my mind is way bigger than anything else that anyone else would think about. Mm. So, obviously, I know that you've got an answer for everything and you are the man of the hour. Right. But when you do fail, because Ooh. I, yeah. you must do. Yeah. Given that you're the one that is always picking us up every time, you know, there's weeks that go by where, you know, you see us all. We've probably all been there. We've all had a shit week. But when you fail, what what do you do to pick yourself back up? And then what what do you think is the biggest thing that maybe like what you say could help other people? Do you know what I'm saying? So it depends on two situations. If I'm in a time bound goal. So I a photo shoot. I set my alarm early the next day and I get up and get on with it and I'll just increase everything. So I'll drop my calories. Like I'll just make changes because I've, but only by what I've done. So it's not a punishment. So let's say I've overeaten by a thousand calories, say on a day and I've got six days left. I will drop my calories that a thousand over the week and I'll get up and I'll hit a bit of cardio just to make me feel good. If I'm time bound, how do I pick myself up? It's not really a thought process. It's more of a, no, you said you was going to achieve something, so you're going to achieve it. And that that comes from the fact that 
I'm a leader. And I I do feel like a bit of a knob saying that. But what I really mean is by the fact I'm asking people to do things and the fact I'm time bound, people are going to fail all the time. Like everyone fails all the time. If you're not failing things, you're not trying hard enough. Particularly like in the gym, you get a lot. Like if you fail a lift, good. Like if you're not failing ever, work harder, quite simply. Um, Mm. So you will have shortcomings. And I think the fact that I understand that and preach it so much allows me to be kind to myself. But I'm also not going to be complacent and take it for granted. If you fail in a time-bound position, pull your finger out and mm-hmm. get on with it and chase it back. Like if you start slowing behind in a race, you run faster, right? That's that's the attitude. If I'm not in a time-bound goal, I get up and carry on. Like we don't chase losses. If you lose a five-pound bet, you don't put on a five-pound bet to try and win it back. You just lose the bet. It's fine. So how do I pick myself up in terms of handling failure in a non-time-bound goal? I don't I just know that mm. it's normal to have that but if I do that once a week I'm not encouraging this if I do that once a week then I'm only going to fail 52 times out of 365 it's a good ratio yeah. fancy my odds like rather than trying to chase it and then failing it again which is what most people do they go oh no I overate by 50 calories and I didn't do this and then they go chasing it and then they drop 100 calories and there's 200 calories. And then that that's fail process. But chasing it creates a restricted binge cycle. So I think when I'm non-time bound, and I, yeah, I do fail. Like I can't, maybe two or three months ago, I think we sat there where our food was prepped. And we, we I think I was feeling a little bit under the weather, probably a Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. And I was I looked at Beth and I was like, oh, let's just get Domino's. And 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 it, it was obviously that same time of the of the week and the month, and she went, "Yeah, let's go," like literally. And we <laughs> that hub. Yeah, like, but it was really quick, and and at the time, and it does happen instantly. I'm sitting there eating, it's going. We had food in the in the fridge or whatever, or in the oven or or whatever. Yeah, but really, the next and day, probably a lot of other people have been there in that yeah. situation. And you think, felt that on that, and you've relinquished control, but at the right time. <laughs> At the, at the right t- at that time it was the right thing for you to do in your mind i think that's the yeah thing. people use the word self-sabotage no one self-sabotages everything we do is a solution to a problem so that dominoes mm. didn't sabotage my fat loss as such what it did is it gave me comfort at the time that i felt i needed it now we shouldn't use food for comfort but at the time i technically in my mind was doing the right thing so it's about understanding mm. and embracing that the the same as the reason that we are the way we are like for some reason, we do things for a reason as well. If you're not in a time-bound goal, just move on. Just move on, yeah. And and I think if you can, I suppose, in summary, it's being compassionate to yourself because I would do the same Mm -hmm. to you guys. I'd be like, well, no, you shouldn't have done that. You know that that action that you took took you away from the goal, but I ain't going to grill you about it the second day. You don't tell a child off the day after it's done something naughty, do you? When, like why are we punishing ourselves get over yourself get on with it that's how you're very straight to the point actually travis when you talk aren't you yeah it's this is this that is that yeah i'm black and white i like I, it i was talking to a client earlier and um i was moaning about beth taking my car yesterday which actually i was moaning about the fact i'd done leg day and then had to use a clutch for the first time in years <laughs> and he was like if that's the extent of your problems you're doing it right and i was like i thought about it for about 30 seconds i was like yeah, it's, up it's up there yeah it's 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 one of the biggest problems i've got i'll be honest i'm <laughs> fortunate nice i like it can i just ask how many minutes is on this 
10. Oh, 10. Got it. Right. Just We're going to, um, <laughs> it literally just popped up, but I'm going to just ask a few last questions and then we'll open it up to the gang. Cool. So you asked this question a lot to others, but what has fitness and being a coach done for you in a summary? And oh. how does it feel to help so many others? Oh, it's changed my life. Like quite literally from a position, if we're talking about fitness and coaching rolled into one, I was in a job I didn't like where I'd worked out what times I could sit on BBC Sport and how long for and what times I actually needed to do my work to get away with the bare minimum. And in a very low wage and just going to the gym effectively and not not having nice things, not doing like having good opportunities to genuinely loving my life. I wake up and my alarm goes off and sometimes I think it's 5am again but when I walk in the door I always make this joke that I do that thing like I walk in the door and I do the whole handover face and it turns into a smile 90% of the time unless I've got someone being a vampire a client vampire who's a little bit flat I Mm. genuinely love waking up and going to work I do a lot of admin but I know Mm. what it I know what effect that has so whether that's programming or checking I didn't become a coach to do check-ins and I didn't become a coach to program and I didn't become a coach to do accounting or but but it all has a knock-on effect to being in a position where I love my job I have a lot of freedom when I choose to flex it or facilitate it yeah I get into the gym early and yeah I work late nights but I could use it I earn a good living I have a real high level sense of fulfillment whether I should have done or not, should have done, met Beth through it, but we don't tell the wide world that, obviously, because client relationships and that. Um, so we just leave that one on the sh. And then how does it help to, how does it feel to help so many people? Yeah. Inspiring. I think when I talk about all these things about why I'm so black and white, why I don't really need a big support system, wide clutch control on leg day, is one of my biggest problems in life is that's because I genuinely fucking love my job so that if I have to invest money to learn to be better at it that's not a problem like I don't even think twice about it so I get good results which brings business which then makes it a really obviously being self-employed and doing work is still has stressors but my stressors I think about they're, they're all worth it there's not a single thing I go through in a week where I think well sake what a waste of time that was because even if i'm answering the same question 15 times which i do that person needed to hear it in a different answer that point when i answered it so yeah sometimes a little bit you think i've told you that before but it's i literally i literally get out of bed put my feet on the floor and effectively i'm happy to do what i do and be alive and i think that's lucky that's fortunate lucky love that yeah, every that's what everyone needs to wake up feeling like. Hmm. That is the goal. Yeah, for sure. I've got you it. I live in the there, dream right am, here. And, I, and you know what? I'll never say otherwise. I don't mean that I've, sarcastically. It sounded no, it, but... No, I think my face sometimes looks... Well, my face does lots of different things, but genuinely that is how I feel mm, 100% oh. of the time. Okay. So what would you say to yourself this time last year, knowing what you know now? Oh, invest in your business. It will pay off. 
put time into your body now. You'll thank yourself later. Nice. Good one. Solid. Let's go for three. And three, personally, stop buying trainers. You want a house. How's that? Uh, you you had a fresh pair this week. Yeah, they were good. But you told me what yeah, last ones. year, but I didn't... Uh, you, I didn't have that question. And then lastly, before we let other people ask questions if they want, is what are your goals for the rest of 2023? We want personal and business. Ooh, business. Quick. Stop working evenings so that I can put more time into the background. So no more evenings. That's, nice. That's goal number one. Goal number two, help another 25 people. No. Nice. Let me do the maths. Oh. Let me do the maths. Help another 20 people go through a photo shoot transformation. Get 10 people to do a physical challenge, at least, because it's new to the business of, like, high rocks, tough mudder. So I'll tick that off. Yeah. Earn more money. And personally, stay lean all the way throughout summer. So beat the restrict and binge cycle for once and for all. Nice. Good girl. And be 80% of the way to being a lot closer to buying our first home together. I don't know what that looks like. I don't want to be too definitive on that. So whether it's saving the money, whether it's having the print mortgage in principle, yeah. I don't think it will be moving in, but we'll be a damn sight closer than we are now. Well, and, and holidays. that brings my questions to a close. I'm done. And I didn't Thank cry. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me as a host. I've loved it. I'm so thirsty right now. <laughs> now you know how I feel every Thursday. Yeah, my throat. Like I'm like... I loved it. So, as I am the host still, does anybody want to ask Travis a question? I've got one, actually. Oh, go on. (laughs) Um, Have you ever had a client you couldn't help or the relationship you had with that client just didn't work for either of you? (laughs) Yeah. Beth, she's a much better girlfriend than a client. Honestly, that was a bloody nightmare. <laughs> We're just going to warm up on the bike. I've just walked in. Yep, that's why I need to warm up. I don't need to warm up. You don't warm up. Well, yeah, <laughs> point, but we're not really talking about me. Do as I say, not as good. <laughs> um, have I had any clients that I can't help? Yeah, in different phases. I think I can help everyone to a certain extent, but I, it depends on if the relationship isn't right. So if, in terms of the science, I don't think I've ever had a client where I couldn't, I didn't have the knowledge or the know-how to help someone. People don't always bounce off each other. And that's that's okay. It's a relationship. But probably not many. Nice. Anyone else? Any questions? Any thank yous? I've got one. So could you ever see yourself growing the business to a point where you coach coaches and you sort of step up and uh, step away from the actual coaching directly with clients and have a team of coaches for yourself? I could i can very much see myself coaching coaches and i can very much see myself having a business that helps coaches be a better level because there's too many shit ones in the world um would i want to step away from coaching in general no i think i'd probably want to split that time to a proportion so yeah probably have coaches within the coaching like my coaching business but i can't see myself ever not being involved in coaching people because i genuinely love it so much but I do realise that I can only help so many people. So if I can help people through means of getting better coaches in the world, in the in the area, and improving people who service deliver, then inadvertently I'm helping 
more people reach their goal. Because if I can help 50, but I can help 50 coaches help 50, then that number expands yeah. and we constantly, we, we're, we're in, increasing a, a healthy, physical, fit population. <clears throat> Some way off, I'm sure. Nice. Anybody else? Got one roll up, roll up. If we can't see the timer, by the way. One minute 35. Yeah, I've got one. Um, what what was your inspiration to start doing the photo shoots? What was the kind of the goal that you wanted to achieve, and kind of how did you how do you feel at the end of each shoot, and what does that make you feel like? Oh, why did I? So I did one myself because I wanted to push myself to my limits. I realised that I felt incredible after, like I'd achieved something that I never thought I could achieve. Why did we start the photo shoots? Oh, well, this is a very easy story in a short period of time. Steph, we all know Steph, told me that I should do a bulk. And I said, I don't want to do a bulk unless I do a cut and then do a photo shoot at the end of it. And she was like, why don't you do that? I went, because if I'm doing it, you're doing it. And she went, okay. Mm -hmm. And then Rob joined in as Rob's husband, uh, as Steph's husband. And then Barb's wanted to get involved. And I felt even more incredible helping people achieve what I thought I felt incredible for achieving. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's it's one of the most fulfilling because people reach an extreme and a goal. We're less than a minute, by the way. Okay. Cool. We're going to wrap this up. Cool. Thank you so much, Travis. That was good chat, guys. Gorgeous bye.